Hello and welcome to the Men and Lupus podcast. My name is Michael and I am your host. Today's episode is about how I am dealing with my own depression. In episode 2, I mentioned briefly about when my doctor diagnosed me with depression, which was something I actually had a very hard time accepting. One of the reasons I had to accept my depression was having alopecia. Although my alopecia is what would be called mild, I knew that it can be caused by stress or depression, amongst other things. I felt anger towards the doctor for saying I had it, and in fact, anger at a lot of things, all of which inevitably was a part of my depression and had real trouble coming to terms with it all. There's 280 million plus people worldwide who have depression. That is a lot of people going through it. And I wonder how many more must be out there in this world who are not registered for depression and are just putting it down to stress or not even thinking about stress and feeling everything is fine. How many people are thinking when the signs are there in a young person that it is just a typical teenager, typical female or typical male? How many men who are losing their hair convince themselves it's hereditary or wrongly told it is and there's nothing to worry about so they just have to live with it? I remember when I went to my doctor about my hair loss. The first thing he asked me was, does anyone else in my family have hair loss? Now, if I had said yes, then it would probably have been passed off as normal. So not having hair loss in my family meant the doctor had to come up with other causes for it. So as those of you with depression know all too well, from what you're experiencing, my mind was all over the place. Some will sleep a lot, but with me, it was the opposite, especially in the early stages where I just kept pushing myself. I was and am finding it difficult to sleep as my brain will not switch off. And when I do sleep, the fatigue makes it difficult to get back up. When being around other people, my mood was low and like other times, I just hid it from them, or rather I tried to, because there are telltale signs of depression if people know what they're looking for. I remember when I was in my teens, Friends used to say that I was like a sponge because I just soaked up everything without reaction. I had been asked more than once by friends if anything actually got to me. I always used to answer by saying, no, it's all good. Or sometimes I would say, it's like water off a duck's back. Or just tell people I'm fine. But in reality, things were getting to me. They just did not notice. It seemed easier to me to do it like that rather than having to explain my problems. I suppose although I was around friends or family, I was not fully there. I mean, I was, but mentally was more on autopilot than anything else. There was a kind of distant feeling inside and just void of certain emotions. Depression makes it difficult to show things like love. Well, for me it did. Wanting to exist was sometimes a problem for me. So what was the point of showing any, especially as most times it was thrown back at me in a negative way? 
Depression, when it hits, has a way of dictating how we interact with people. It causes very real problems and obstacles that you do not see at the time because you believe that everything is okay when in reality, things are far from okay. It is different for me now because I am finding ways to fight the depression and to stop punishing myself. Such as going to the gym, which I always enjoy but stopped doing for a while. Training is one thing that gives me a happy, calming feeling. Having depression actually made me want to harm myself and it can also make you want to harm others. When we self-harm, we are punishing ourselves and none of us asked for depression. If we cut ourselves, drink heavily, take illegal drugs, become promiscuous, become loners or aggressive, whether verbally or physically to others, we're punishing ourselves because these are negative and destructive things to do. Now you may ask how, if we're being aggressive towards others, is that punishing ourselves? Well, pushing away loved ones, friends, family, through aggression is punishment. One, because we're hurting others. Two, because we are causing ourselves to be alone and while solitude is a good thing at times, it has to be for the right reasons. So for me, my goal and aim was to become at peace within myself. Nowadays, there's a true positive outlook on life within myself and the key here is to be in real and not pretend. You have to truly believe in being positive, feel it and live it. Otherwise, it will not work. If you have lupus, chances are you have depression. But if you do not, then that is a real blessing and we should praise the Lord for that. Depression is an illness that will trigger lupus flares because depression is a stressful thing and stress is a trigger. As I mentioned earlier, alopecia is also a symptom that lupus has, but today I want to focus on depression and we'll cover alopecia in an upcoming episode. Although earlier I did say that alopecia and depression were linked, it is important to note that not everyone who develops depression also has alopecia and vice versa. As well as realizing how much I was drinking, my weight loss, suicidal thoughts, anger issues, violent thoughts, all essentially encouraged me to start mentally accepting I had a major problem and it was depression. I was not willing to admit it to others, but admitting it to myself was a key step forwards. So I kept it a secret from everyone except my partner and that was only because she knew that I was going to see my local doctor regarding my skin, hair and weight loss and had asked me what the doctor had said. It was very difficult for me to tell her as it made me quite uncomfortable because for me I saw depression as a weakness and did not know how she would react to hearing that part about me. Did not talk about it though as I just left it as a diagnosis that I just needed to put out of my mind. I started to look within at my depression and began realizing how it was negatively affecting everything in my life. It is an illness and most definitely not something to be ashamed of if you have it. You can draw strength from your illnesses and learn to overcome them as I started to later on. I had to take the step of acknowledging from within 
so that my mind could begin the process of healing and getting rid. One problem of having depression is that you can be shunned in society. This is how society was back in the 70s to 90s. And it is much better now compared to back then, but there is still a stigma around it. Thankfully, there are more options for us now and better understanding of male mental health issues. Organisations like the Samaritans, who anyone can call on 116123 in the UK. You can also contact them by email, letter or in person at one of their branches or the NHS website, which also has links for other sites. There's a link to their website in the description and show notes. For those of you who are not in the UK and not sure where to go for help, open up your browser and try typing where to get help for suicidal thoughts or try where to get help for mental health problems or where to get help with depression. All of those should bring up options in your local area and country. Also, you could pop into your doctor's surgery and have a chat with your doctor or pick up a leaflet on it at your doctor's and have a read of it and follow its advice. Hopefully one of those will work for you. Depression is a dangerous thing to have while also being problematic in everyday life and is one of the biggest causes of suicide. Over 700,000 people die each year from suicide worldwide. I'll be doing an episode very soon on suicide because many of us with lupus do at some point feel suicidal because of the things like the pain being unbearable or the feeling of being a burden on those around us or just had enough of living the way we do. So it is something that we should talk about. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of when that and other episodes come up. Us men generally do not speak about having depression and we brush it under the carpet, as the saying goes. For me, in my mind, I was convincing myself it was only a bit of stress and everything would be fine once the stress had gone. Thankfully, it is becoming easier for us these days and more acceptable in society that men can have depression too and not pass it off as a bit of stress like I originally did. There is still a long way to go, but far better than how things were in the 20th century. In fact, it has come a very long way comparing a few years ago to where we are now, as more and more personalities are talking in public about their depression. It is getting easier for men to speak about their own experiences with it. However, at the moment, although there are support groups and people who are understanding and accepting of a man who has depression, the difficulty is still convincing men who are still very wary of talking about what they're going through to speak up. I have personally gone from not speaking to anyone about depression to speaking briefly to a few people to putting it in a podcast. I have to admit, it really is not an easy thing to do for me to talk about my experiences with depression on a public platform such as a podcast. So why on earth am I doing it? Well, one, 
it's actually helpful for my own personal battle to speak about it. And also, two, if one of you men out there is listening to this episode, can relate to it and sees yourself where I have been with depression and want to overcome it, then it is worth it. And I recommend you talk to someone about how you are feeling. A friend, family member, your doctor, a mental health organisation or group. And if you still feel unable to talk to them, how about writing it down instead as a letter or note? You could maybe, after writing it all down, try sitting with that friend, family member or doctor and letting them read it. The key thing here is not to deal with depression on your own and talk about it instead. If they are a good person, they will support you and be understanding. If they react to you in a negative manner, then try someone else, but keep going until you find someone who will listen to you. My doctor gave me medication, which really did not work well for me because it ended up causing me to have mood swings and kept me wide awake at night. It is true these side effects can happen in the early stages of taking depression medication and then settle down, but in my case, this was going on for a few months. As I already had mood issues from depression, that was something I didn't need and add the wide awake effect it had on me when I was already having trouble sleeping literally made me feel worse instead of improving my condition. Yes, you are right. There are many people who have been able to sleep with depression medication and have positive results with their moods, but that was not the case for me personally. When I told the doctor I would rather not take them if that is how they would continue to make me feel, the doctor would not give me anything else to try or suggest trying a different dose. So he just said to stop taking the medication and therefore had no choice but to deal with my depression without any medical help at the time. What I did was just continue as normal, getting on with everyday life. My sleeping is a problem, which I believe is down to my depression, but it can also be a part of lupus, even with the person having fatigue. You see, with lupus, even though I get very fatigued, I still have trouble getting to sleep. And when I do sleep, I have problems getting up and out of bed. This is because I am so tired, I just want to stay in bed to recover and it's very difficult for me to get more than 4 or 5 hours sleep at night. My personal sleep pattern is very erratic due to waking up a number of times in the night. If I could, I would stay in bed all day to try and get some decent sleep but that is not practical as I have a number of things I need to do and it's counterproductive. Once I had finally opened my mind to the full reality of it, that actual acceptance was like a weight off my shoulders. I literally felt a release of pressure from my mind and body. Also was starting to gain clarity of my life and how I was and to understand why I had become the person I was. It did not stop my depression at the time, but gave me the knowledge I needed to accept that I had it. In some medical circles across the world, a black man with depression would have been diagnosed as schizophrenic and not as a person who has depression. I did not see how it affects my moods or the way it made me withdrawn. Angry, very sad, like going through grief. Feeling so low and lost that I wanted to end my life. 
becoming irritated easily by others, whether they are strangers or people I, I know. Being snappy, respond verbally aggressively in some cases that will also end up being physically aggressive or simply ignore people. I was getting annoyed at things around me in general. It affects the way I eat by putting me off my food. The way I saw myself, like feeling worthless and so disappointed in myself. I literally lost the will to care. Turn to drinking, which I thought would numb the mental pain I was going through, which did not work. Instead, it gave me an extra problem to deal with. What I developed at the time was more of a containment and live with rather than overcome and live without. I think we generally find it hard to recognize our own depression as adults, so I had no chance to know as a child. I didn't notice that putting it in the back of my mind wasn't working because how I was feeling affected how I was as a person. My thoughts were very negative and my actions in general were destructive, but again, I did not realize it. Depression numbs the good and heightens the bad. So back to the point. After my first taste of alcohol, I wanted more, but had to be very careful not to let my parents know as they did not drink and certainly would never allow me to drink alcohol. I would have got in a lot of trouble if my parents found out. I wanted to be like the cool kids and hang out with them. Unfortunately, while doing that, I learned how to be very good at hiding things from my parents. And that is definitely not cool. What I had no clue about at that age was that the depression caused me to turn to drink. Things like that or smoking or other forms of drugs do not help with depression. Instead, it fuels a person's depression and makes it much worse. Actually, neither of them are good for those of us who have lupus either. It became part of my coping mechanism. Except, as I said, I really was not coping. I was making it much worse. Many people with depression will turn to one drug or another. Some kids do what I did as a child and hide it very well from their parents. With other kids, it is very visible. You see, in my child logic. I kept it all from my parents because I love them so much that I did not want to hurt them with my pain. I wish I did say something to them though because inside I was on meltdown, really struggling with my emotions. As kids we were taught to have a stiff upper lip as the phrase goes. And no, I did not learn that from my parents. I learned it from society. Very, very few people can see when a child is struggling mentally my dad was one of those few. I just did not realize it until I was an adult. Looking back at the way he treated me and the things he would say, he would do everything he could to let me know I was loved and he helped me more than I realized at the time. My dad died in 2012 from senile dementia after contracting it five years before. His passing sent me into an even darker place emotionally and mentally for quite a few years until I started to remind myself that I am his son and he raised me better than I was allowing myself to be as an adult. I started to remember the things he would say and do and how he would deal with pain, both grief and physical. 
it was time for me to carry what he taught me with words and actions forwards. That was when I decided I needed to get real control of my depression instead of having it control me, which it had done since my childhood. I began thinking about how I would do that and recognized that I needed to fill my mind with positivity so that there was no room for the negativity of depression. In order to properly honor my father, I had to get control of my life because it was way off and on a major downward spiral of ruin. That was my positive trigger. And all of us who go through depression do have our own positive triggers. We as individuals need to find which one ours is and start the healing process from that. It is those little steps that got me to be on what I believe is the right road now. Some other positives are, there is always someone who loves you. Someone out there who can benefit from your knowledge, your kindness, overcoming of your struggles, your ideas, your smile, your laughter, your helpfulness, your journey. And the list can go on and on of all the good things that you can do with your life. Always keep positive, even when all you think you can see is negatives. So if you feel that no one cares, loves you or understands your depression, if you feel you have nowhere left to turn and can't take anymore, that's okay. You just make sure you keep hold of your hope because there are over 8 billion people on this planet and I, for one in those 8 billion people, does care and I am not the only one. You are not alone. By finding and discarding all the negative pieces that are mixed in parts of our lives, such as depression, and if you think you cannot do it, I have to tell you that you can do it and your depression will end because you will overcome it. You have to believe and have faith because one of those things we do when depressed is the feeling of hopelessness. Turning hopelessness into hopefulness is a great start. And one of those things I remembered was already inside me. If we believe that we will only be able to live with our depression, then that's exactly what will happen. And it will still be there. If we believe that we can and will overcome our depression, then by the same rule of simple logic, we will overcome it and we will beat it. So how am I getting over my depression? Well, by seeing the positives over the negatives, as I mentioned earlier, such as a positive attitude to life, keeping my mind occupied with things I enjoy, such as doing arts, martial arts, qigong, going training at the gym, being more spiritually minded, spending time with the family and friends. They all seem quite different, but help. Each one focuses my mind and takes it away from any stresses I may be feeling. So for instance, with art, it is very calming. It helps to distract my mind and the end result is quite satisfying for me. I am not great at drawing, but you don't have to be. I just really enjoy putting something down on a blank piece of paper. I spent years not doing the things I enjoy that are not destructive. My brain had too much time on its hands to be depressed. 
as well as that, it is important to do those things in a positive way. So for me, with art, as an example, if I draw dark things such as death or destruction, then my mind is still focused on depressive thoughts. If I listen to negative music, then my mind will also be immersed in negativity, which will fuel my depression. If I listen to happy music, then my mind will be immersed in happy thoughts. It is the same with anything that I do as my hobbies or interests. Let the good thoughts take over from the dark thoughts. What do you like doing that gives you happy thoughts and keeps your mind in a good, peaceful place? In a future episode, we will go into depression further and dissect it. In my next episode, I will talk more about how lupus has affected my health, work, plus relationships with friends and family. Thank you for listening to the Men and Lupus podcast. Please subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. Also, please leave a rating and review because that will be really helpful. May your hearts be filled with love, happiness, faith and peace. God bless you.